Hey y'all, it's Barb. It's Shay. We're here to talk about a murder that's gonna knock you off your feet. So giddy up y'all, this is gonna be a wild one. Hey you guys, welcome to the first August episode. How are you doing Barb? I'm doing great. This year literally has flown by. I cannot believe it's August, but I had a good weekend. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I had a good weekend as well. I actually got a library card and started reading a new book series, so I'm excited to see how this goes because I don't read very much. But since I'm in, since I'm not in school at the moment, I figured I could start doing something, right? But I can't believe we have been going on and doing all of this since February, and it's already August. I feel like this year has gone by so fast, and I want to thank you all for continued support and always listening and giving us your input and being amazing um don't forget about merch and don't forget we have the voters episode up your options are jeffrey dahmer who murdered and cut up young boys dennis raider or the btk killer william bonin the freeway killer so go get your votes in and we are excited to see who wins this month are you ready, Barb? Yes, I'm always ready. Yes, I'm kind of, this one's really crazy. I've n I haven't heard of this one. I've been trying to do like ones that I haven't really heard of. And this one is kind of like last week's episode where the killers are just honestly so stupid. Um, I mean, I guess any killer is stupid, but some of them are dumber than others. Um, so today we'll be talking about an innocent convenience store clerk who was ruthlessly murdered by two robbers. Today I will be telling you about the murder of Arthur Vir Virgil? Vir Virgil. Yeah. Pete <laughs> Trump Jr. But everyone called him Pete. So that's what I'm going to refer to him as, as is Pete. I got my information from Wikipedia, Find a Grave, which is where I got most of my information, Combuster, and AP News. So, I want to tell you guys a little bit about Pete first before we go into everything else. He was born June 20, 28th. Oh, wait, I think it was January 28th. Sorry, I think I spelled that wrong. Uh, 1931 in St. Joe, Texas, which I have never heard of this place, but it's near the Dallas area. Um, it's like upper Dallas area. And Pete was a sergeant in the U.S. Navy. He served in the Korean War after he fought in the Korean War, he changed his career to something way different than what he did in the military. Um, he ended up going into insurance for basically like almost the rest of his career. And to me, that's like huge difference from fighting in a war to going into insurance. It's way different categories. Um, but he then ended up changing where he worked and he changed to working at a clerk at a gas station called diamond shamrock in mesquite texas and i don't know why he changed maybe it was easier um i have no idea why he changed to a different job but he was married to mary ann cohen um they got married at a young age which was 18 years old and they would end up having three children together and I believe they they stayed married, like they never got a divorce or anything. 
And I do think that she passed away after he was killed and like 10 years after he was killed. I'm not sure how though. But sometimes like, honestly, in my opinion, I feel like there was, I wish there was more information on the victims because it seems like in most articles that you read, it's always just focused on, it's just them telling the story of the killing over and over and over again. It doesn't like give more information about who the person was before they were killed or anything like that. It just goes straight into the murder, which at least in this one, I got more information than some past victims that I've seen. Um, there is also another victim in this, but she was not killed. So I didn't really go back into her background or anything. Um, but let's get into the day of the murder. So it was just another day at the corner store for Pete. People coming in for snacks and getting gas and stopping to use a restroom, so on and so forth. Nothing was different on this day. But little did he know that two men were going to come in and change his life forever. It was March 27th, 1993, which was a Saturday, and Pete was scheduled to work this day. At the time, he was 61 years old, which to me seems like a good job for that age because you think like everybody's different when they're at 61, of course, some are more fit than others, but I feel like this is an easy job for a 61 year old. They check people out and it's easy, you know? Um, but like I said, he was 61 years old and he was, I think, I think that, I don't know. Let's just continue. I was about to go into something else, but it was 11.20 p.m. A woman by the name of Peggy Wells came in. She came in quite often, so Pete knew her. So she was a regular customer, so nothing was new about her. She came in to get gas for her car, and when she tried to pay, she realized that her purse was in her car, and she hadn't brought in enough cash to pay for her gas. So she ended up turning back around and walking out of the store to go and grab her purse so she could finish paying. And while Peggy had walked her car, a man came into the store and this customer was Wayne Hampton, who was 22 years old at the time, which is my age, which is super young. But he started talking with Pete and checking the store out and kind of looking around, seeing if anybody was in there, just acting like normal, but also kind of like cautious, I guess. But right outside of the door waiting was another man by the name of Anthony Bernard Hampton, also known as Elmo, which is kind of like, okay, I guess. I don't understand it. But he was 18 at the time. While he was sitting outside, he had a gun in his hand and he was waiting for a signal to come into the store because Anthony and Wayne were together they had a whole plan but as we see this plan will not work out very well um but while wayne was having a conversation and causing a distraction a little baby elmo walked in and went to the side of pete and pointed the gun at him he gave an order to pete telling him all get all the money out of the cash register nothing left pete proceeded to give them all the money with no fighting back or anything he was cooperative with them. He wasn't fighting or nothing. But the register only had $18 inside. That's it. They're robbing this corner store for 
Oh man. Like, and I'm that just is like, crazy. Yeah. And I'm sure this didn't make them happy that the like that there was only eighteen dollars. And after he ended up giving them the money, Anthony decided to pull the trigger and fire three rounds, which unfortunately, of course, hit Pete. Because in some articles it says he shot him point blank three times, but there's no like for sure evidence that he was actually hit all three times that I could find. But as soon as he was shot, Pete hit the floor and started bleeding out from there. Um, as he was bleeding out, Wayne and Anthony proceeded to take the money that's $18 and they also took a full dispenser of lottery tickets they fled as soon as they could which to me if I was which I would never if I went to go rob a store and I had 18 it was only $18 honestly I would just walk out at that point like it it's not even necessary to cause this whole scene for $18 because that just doesn't make sense to me no, like you're literally, if you're going to get caught, so you're literally going to get charged with armed robbery and murder, probably capital murder or, or whatever they charge him with, all for $18. Like, huh? It's, it doesn't make sense. Like, at that point, just leave. Yeah, just it, walk out. There's no no reason to even be shooting your gun, especially if he's being cooperative. He wasn't even doing nothing. He just, no, he just money. Spent- he just spent $18 on the freaking bullets he just launched. Literally. And you'll see later that it's, it's here. Let's continue. Cause I want to tell you later how stupid these guys are, but remember that Peggy was still there when all this was happening. So she, she had never left because she went outside to get money. So she didn't know what was happening. Well, she ended up walking inside when the two robbers were walking out, I guess they weren't walking, they're probably running, but as they were leaving, and when she walked in, Anthony saw her and shot her in the shoulder. But she didn't She didn't know that she was shot. She, she had survived and everything. But this is literally like, talk about wrong place at the wrong time. Like, she had no idea what was happening. Um, so she didn't even realize that she was shot, like I said, but she walked inside, like she just continued walking, like nothing ever happened. And she went to go see like where Pete was and what happened. And she saw him and she was so shocked that she just ran. Like she saw him and then she ran. No one, like in this situation, no one knows what they're going to do. So to me, I feel like she just kind of freaked out and froze and had no idea how to respond to this. So she just ran, which it happens sometimes. But when she left, she did drive to find to try to find some help. And I'm assuming since this is like a smaller town, there's probably not too many people here. I didn't see the how many people lived in this area or whatever. But in my opinion, I feel like there probably wasn't that many. But, you know, she ran. She went to go find help. But while she was gone, another customer came in and found Pete. The customer who came in ended up seeing like finding him behind the register and he like did a waving signal to his wife because his wife was actually a nurse and he was like well maybe she can help him because he knows that this is too serious so as she was helping him he would call the police and the nurse was like working on on pete and everything but unfortunately they were too late pete would end up passing away from his injuries and all the, like to me, I feel like this is insane for eighteen dollars. But I 
that I feel like I'm gonna keep saying that. But while all of this is happening, the two robbers were not smart enough to check security cameras because everything that happened was recorded. Everything. Oh my goodness. And this footage that was taken, it was given to the police and the police gave it to the news and they had it on the news by Monday, March 29th, 1993 to help identify the suspects. So That's one, Go ahead. they took $18 and some lottery tickets and two, they didn't have the, the mental thought to say, hey, they might have security cameras. Let's not show our face maybe, or let's just leave because I don't know. Like, it just doesn't make sense. But this is not the, the dumbest part of it either. Um, so they received many, many, many phone calls. And some of them were like, oh, I've worked with this guy before. Oh, I know this guy. Oh, he's friends with this person and so on and so forth. But whenever the police would go talk to some family members, they were like giving them alibis saying, oh, they're with me. Oh, no, they're with me. Oh, no, they're with me. So they're sitting there lying to the police officers about their, like these two men. And luckily the cops like was tracking all of this and like, oh, all these people are lying. And so they actually, most of them likely face charges. So I just don't, why would you lie for someone or for two guys who killed somebody and injured another person for $18? Because some people just don't care. Like, they rather just not lose a, somebody that they love. And it happens all the time. But it's so crazy that they are so, like, out there that they didn't realize about the cameras. But who, like, who does a robbery without covering your face, first of all? Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I feel like they didn't think anything through for this whole thing. They were just no. going. They are just like, post up. All right. Give me your money. And it's like, <laughs> they're just like, at this point, they're just doing it for the adrenaline. They weren't even I doing know. it for the money anymore. <laughs> no, it's like, they're doing whatever they can. You ha you literally have nothing to say, like, who, like, you have, are wearing no mask. Like, you don't have, like, a getaway car. You're not, like, really, I mean, they did a stakeout, out, but not really. And it's like, are you dumb? I don't know. They're dumb. I can I can confirm that both of these these people are absolutely idiots, because, like I said, I'll have to tell you later. But um, they eventually found out that two robbers that the two robbers were Anthony and Wayne, and they found out that Anthony was Wayne's uncle. So and remember, Anthony is eighteen and Wayne was twenty two, I believe. Let me make sure. Yeah, Wayne was twenty two and Anthony was eighteen. That means that his uncle was actually older, was younger than the nephew. Wow. So that's always so weird to me whenever someone has an uncle that is younger than their actual nephew. But they were both from Dallas and they were both picked up for the murders. Like, I think, so they put out this news article or the, they put out the footage on the news. I think on that Tuesday, they arrested them. So they both ended up confessing and writing their confession and everything. And their bail was set at $2,000 or $200,000 each. So they're both, it had been $4,000 total, $400,000, sorry, to get them out. So when they confessed, Anthony told the police that he shot Pete because, quote, 
there was so little money in the cash drawer and Mr. Shrum had seen his face, end quote. And this was told to the to the news by Officer Melvin Williams that they had said this because I'm pretty sure they didn't do like they didn't talk to the news or anything like that. Um, the police also found out this is this is where the, they're you could see that they're complete idiots. The police found out that the very same day they were planning to rob the store, Anthony had came in three hours before and made a purchase. So he went in and bought something just to come back three hours later and rob the store. You're robbing yourself. Like you just paid the store your own money. So you just went in the store and took your money back basically. How did, and you didn't think to say, hey, let me look around and see if there's cameras here. Like, Honestly, what if it was like a spur of the moment? What if it wasn't like planned the entire day? I feel like they were because I'll tell you later, but um, they had been robbing multiple stores. And they haven't got caught. They haven't even been wearing masks. Exactly. Oh I'm just God. like, they were just getting lucky because, but I, I like how dumb are you to go to a store and then rob it right because you know he didn't take the money out of the drawer in three hours they probably do it every eight hours every 12 hours especially in a small town but you just you just took your own money back so you killed somebody over your own money <laughs> which is probably like six dollars so half of it oh my gosh you know people yeah but that sucks to say because like honestly the police haven't been really doing their job either because if they have been robbing multiple convenience stores and this is a small town like why hasn't there been arrests made on the previous robberies i'm wondering if they weren't doing it in the same town i'm wondering if they were doing it in multiple towns and it wasn't like connected or anything because they weren't killing people i think this was the first one where they had actually killed someone oh okay. so it was probably just little petty like thefts or whatever and it was probably in different towns because you know around dallas there's like small towns everywhere over there so to me i feel like maybe it wasn't all in the same place yeah that makes sense then but they um sorry let me find back where i was um they eventually nope i already said that sorry Oh, right here. So I want to kind of talk about the trial a little bit. Uh, sorry about that, guys. So during trial, Anthony's mother, who was only 34 years old, told the jury that her son started getting involved in crime at an earlier age. And she told the jury that she had no control over her son anymore. She was trying over and over and over again to get him to go back to the straight path go back to school do what you're supposed to do do better but she couldn't do anything she had no help no one was helping her i don't know if the father was in the picture or anything like that but she she was struggling to get him to do what he needed to do and to me i always feel bad for the parents who do who sit here and they're trying to do good by their children and who are trying to do the right things but their child eventually just does just stops caring and then they get sold oh you're a terrible parent because your child ended up like this but he was 18 years old 
at this point he's making his own decisions she has no control over nothing anymore so it's not about how she raised him it's about who he put himself around and what he was into you know i think this had a little bit of both in it and sometimes it is the parenting and sometimes it's not but i i just feel bad for parents who are actually trying and if they just the kids just aren't caring you know what i mean mhm um but he anyways they i think they only talked about the mom they didn't talk about any of the other like family members coming up but the two ended up being charged and sentenced to life in prison they have to serve 35 years before they could they can even think about parole the prosecutors were trying really hard for the death penalty to happen but it just didn't happen and this would be the first of two death penalties in 1993 in Dallas County so if he if they were charged with it it would have been the first of two so they ended up not being charged with it and they were given life in prison and this was not like to me i feel like this wasn't a death penalty case in my mind because yeah they they murdered someone but half of these serial killers out here aren't even getting the death penalty so yeah i i mean oh go ahead i feel like this is a good like life in prison is better than death penalty in this yeah. case yeah i i agree with that um i mean in my opinion i think justice was served i mean to serve 35 years before you could even think about parole but you're being charged with like life in prison i mean to me justice prevailed in this case you have cases that we cover all the time with where there is still no killer caught and so when you compare those two or like getting off in 2 years or some cases where the killer has like 4 years probation it's like this in this case to me justice prevailed i think so too i think this this one ended i mean not necessarily well but with them in prison where they need to be i think it worked out just fine um before i feel like the death penalty would have been like an overkill it would have been a little too much for this one but before they they killed Pete they were responsible for many other armed robberies like i had said before that were all within the same week of Pete's murder other store clerks that survived and ended up testifying at their trials anthony is currently at french m robertson unit and wayne is at the mark w michael unit neither will be eligible for parole until March 30th 2028 so they still have a while until they can even parole um which i'm glad and that's pretty much it i know last last week's case that i like i said earlier was pretty stupid but i feel like this is one of like these are t- can match up just evenly with the last week's case yeah. how dumb they were yeah i mean they're going to get caught eventually for not wearing masks and not checking for security leaving like evidence behind and you're going to small towns it's going to be pretty easy to narrow you down unless it was like like you said just coming through the town and then leaving and they're not really from that town then it's kind of hard to pick and choose but i mean you pretty much just gave yourself away when you showed up with no mask on <laughs> yeah i i just you know they probably had a hood or whatever but it still doesn't help you but what do you think of today's case um i liked it 
I think that it was pretty good. I like whenever justice is served because whenever we cover stuff and it's not, it's like you have that hurt for the, I mean, you still have hurt for the family, but at least there's some kind of closure for them. Um, it's kind of funny that you are covering a, like a, a robbery gone wrong type thing because that's literally what I'm covering this week. So, Oh, really? It's like, yeah, it's like we kind of just picked up on the same thing. But no, I really enjoyed it. I think you did great. Awesome. Thank you. And thank you all for joining us today. Let us know what you think of today's case on our Facebook at Texas Chicks Who Talk Murder, Instagram at Texas Chicks Who Talk Murder with no spaces, and Twitter at Texas Chicks Who with the number one. And as always, stay out of dark places and watch your back because you never know who's lurking. Bye. Bye.